Hey guys, this is Surf Chaos Podcast. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Minnow Surfboards. If you're looking for a nice mid-length, which I know they're super popular these days, uh, go to Minnow Surfboards. Uh, Micah over there can make you the most epic mid-length you've ever dreamed of, custom to your abilities, to your style, your colors, everything you've ever imagined. Your dreams may come true, will come true if you check out Minnow Surfboards. And you will be surfing the most epic mid-length ever. Or longboard. Anyways, check them out. Uh, and, you know, go say hi. And buy yourself a new board. Okay, this is a, I know, a solo podcast, but this is something that... Um, look, we're not having any pro tour events right now. And I thought I'd kind of relive an event from 2011. Um, and the reason that I'm bringing this up is because... Uh, some friends of mine were out surfing trestles here today and they saw pat o'connell out there and as a joke i had a picture of me and pat in san francisco and i uh, sent it to him saying ah look at more friends and it just made me realize i uh, remember the event in san francisco in 2011 and that was a fun year and i'm gonna kind of you know go through the event uh, a little bit and the reason that year was significant because there was actually three events on the tour that were uh, in major cities. And everybody was kind of like, what's going on here? Why is there, you know, major cities on the tour? We had New York City, Rio, and San Francisco were on the tour. And it was, you know, very, very different to have these big cities at, at these events. But it turned out, uh, again, you know, East Coast uh, isn't that consistent, and... You know, they need to kind of rely on tropical storms and hurricanes to, in the summertime to come through. And they got lucky. They got, they got some storms. They got some good surf. Uh, Owen Wright won that contest, and uh, it was great. Anyways, uh, San Francisco is the one event I want to talk about because I was living there. I've been living there for about two, not even two years, a year and a half. And then I was, you know, been surfing Ocean Beach pretty regularly and getting to know the place. And, you know, I knew it had potential to be really good. And but it, you know it's definitely a, a really tough way to surf, and uh, but I was glad to see the pros surf it because it's like all right, put these guys to the test, see what they can do. You know this is this is a real <clears throat> this is a heavy wave in cold water. It gets big, and um, luckily they, they they got epic epic conditions, and it was it was a lot of fun. That the wave they were surfing uh, for the first two days was super glassy clean consistent just you know no wind had some barrels it was so cool to see these guys uh do what i dreamed of on this wave you know i've been surfing there a lot and these guys you know a lot of these guys i think i never even surfed san francisco and we're doing just amazing out there and you, you really get to see how good these the, the guys at this level really are when it when it comes down to it and I mean, I, I mean, Slater was there, uh, Gabe was there, Adriano was there. Uh, God, who else was there? I'm trying to remember. I mean, it was. Uh, I took a bunch of pictures too. I'll try to put my website, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was such a great, great event, and it makes me want to see an event on the beach in California again. We're really missing out on having live surfing in California. The, I mean, the ranch is just such a bullshit spot. You know, we got so many great beach breaks in California. We have so many great point breaks, and uh, 
WSL is just blowing it. This is, you know, this event was before WSL. It was, was ASP. So I think it's part, part of the reason, too. And San Francisco, if you haven't surfed Ocean Beach, you should you should really get out there and surf it once if you're in California. It's really worth uh, the trip up there or down there, wherever you're at or across the country, to experience the heaviness of this wave, the cold water, and uh, really got me in great shape and my confidence I've surfed it for so many years. And that being said, it was really cool to see the pros just destroy it out there and just do so well. And uh, you know. Look, it was so cool to see Kelly win the world title there and Gabe Medina to win uh, an event there. You know, this was the last year Kelly won the world title. It was his 11th world title and happened 2011, which I thought was strange. Anyways, it, yeah, really, really fun place. And, you know, the next year, the O'Neill Coldwater Classic was part of the CT down in, um, Santa Cruz. So it was cool. Back to back years, uh, there was uh, events uh, in that area, San, San Francisco and Santa Cruz. And uh, you know, I, for me, I kind of thought they were gonna keep up with having events there because I was like, oh, two years in a row, maybe there's gonna be a thing up Northern California now. Let's have events up here. I mean, why not? It's there's such good waves up there. It's such a you know. A hot spot for surf and it needs to be on the tour and I want to see that action back on the tour anyways so yeah really cool event really really fun I was just yeah like, like I said I guess I was thrilled to be just having moved to San Francisco and to see uh, this event take place there and to see all these guys in person again you know, I hadn't seen a lot of this action since I was living in Hawaii, and I was like, "Wow, cool! This is awesome to see all this happening uh, here in my new home." And these guys, the you know, a lot of these guys never surfed Ocean Beach before, so to see them go out there in the cold water and rip it up on some really fun beach breakways is so cool to see, and it really pushed me to be like, "Man, these guys are doing it." I'm, I mean, it's very humbling to see like how good these guys are in person, and you go out there and you're like, "I suck." But the potential of what you can do at this beach break, I see it now. And, yeah, man, so much fun. So much fun. Yeah, th th that was a good, good year. They scored, scored surf. It was a super clean, glassy, no wind. The w air was actually kind of warm for San Francisco. It wasn't um, foggy and windy. It was just, like, nice, calm winds. And the last day of the event was a little choppy and windy. Um, but they just they wrapped it up, uh, and I think Medina did well. So, yeah, that's uh, that was that, that was uh, that was the year. 2011 uh, was a fun, fun event. Like I said, New York had happened that year, and uh, Rio. So we had three major cities on the tour. Something that was really unique and hasn't happened again in a while. I mean, it's just been so stagnant the tour. But yeah, now we're in this weird position. I think they're trying to shake things up. I th for me, I think I'd rather see different spots than than changing up of like the whole format of the contest. I think they're trying to change the way the contest is formatted more than um, the events. I think for me, 
and I think a lot of people might agree. Like it's all about the event spots too. Like, I think seeing different waves is really cool in different conditions. I uh, don't care if they pull guys in or now because we all want to see the same guys throughout the year. Or at least I do. Like I want to see guys progress and have a chance. I, and if there's a bunch of new faces on the tour, it's gonna make it. I don't know. It's hard to be a fan. I feel like. Like, who's this new guy? I gotta get to know someone else now. It's like music, you know, in this way, too. Um, well, maybe that's not make sense there, but I think about this. Like, there's like like Medina, for instance. He was at this event. I didn't really know who he was. And it wasn't like, like oh, well, it's just some new Brazilian guy, whatever, and he wins. But then the next year, you're like, wait a second, I wanna kinda follow this guy now, see what he does. And if guys are kind of coming in and out of the tour, like the bottom tier, you might get excited about one guy. He does good at one event, but he doesn't do good later, so he doesn't get a chance to keep going and progress and maybe make it to the cutoffs. So, it, you know, it takes some time to really get to know a surfer on the tour. I, I always think it takes about three to four years to really become a fan of someone. I mean, there's a few guys that pop up right away you, you might have known about for a while. I mean, like John John, of course, y'all have known about. And like, okay, we know who he is. Jack Robinson's kind of been in the spotlight of it too, so he's excited to be in. But you know, like I said, Medina—he just—he was just a kid who shows up of nowhere. We didn't know who he was. Some people did, but I didn't, and I think a lot of the surfable didn't. And it goes for even um, like Flip Toledo or God, who just the names go on. Who, who else? Who else is hot right now? That you just like, oh, okay, who's this person? Okay, I'm starting to become. Oh, Griffin Colapinto. Like I didn't. All of a sudden, he's on the tour. And he went. He does so well. The first event, we're all keeping eyes on him, and you know, you kind of start becoming a fan of him. Okay, he's on the tour again next year. All right, I'm gonna root for him. And uh, you know, Chloe and Dino. It's still not a phase. All right, you know, I just, he's a, he's a consistent surfer. Um, you know, I think he's I think he's pretty got an honest perspective on himself. I think he's you know I've heard him talk and I hear him say, you know. He knows his limitations, and he knows where his weak weaknesses are, uh, which is pretty cool. So, but anyway, so I was talking about 2011. This was this podcast was about 2011. It was a recap, and we since the, you know WSL has been putting up these um, you know uh, kind of post events. It's kind of made me think about the same thing too. Like, ah, oh, there was you know old events that I wanted to revisit, and this is the one that I really wanted to revisit. And uh, like I said, it was a special year, and I, I kind of hoped uh, they put it back up uh, on the, on their website that we saw. Like, oh, uh, the the search because it was really cool, and that was such a cool thing Rip Curl was doing was having a different event throughout the world every year on tour, and it was yeah. There was a couple of cold water events. I think it was was it chilly a year, a couple years before that, and it was just. I think having the cold water events is really interesting too because it's it's not, it puts an extra element on it where it's just a little more difficult to surf and like a little thicker wetsuit. Um, you're a little more uncomfortable, so to push yourself a harder in those conditions as opposed to being a warm water beach break is definitely um, something to have on the tour. You know, on bigger bigger surf too. I mean, the cool thing about Ocean Beach, it could have been easily 10 to 12 foot beach break that day. It would have been a lot different story than this, like, kind of fun four-foot day they had. Like, that's really, yeah, that's pretty much they had the first couple days. And even the last day, the event wasn't that big. It just got a little choppier the last day, the last couple days. <coughs> so, 
It's not the COVID, I swear. And you're not going to catch it through the microphone. <laughs> yeah, so um, where, let's see if I can go back to the event again. I had it pulled up. And let's see, all events, there we go, 2020, let's see, 2011. And we got, let's just do the championship tour. Oh, sorry guys, here. Yeah, Rip Curl, there we go. Uh, yeah, yeah, Joel Parkinson in the final, Gabe Medina, how exciting we had, even Taylor Knox was in the quarters of Gabe Medina, barely lost up, Medina beat uh, Taylor Knox there, and then uh, Alejo Munez, we got Joel Parkinson, that was such a close one, 14.97, and 14.34, and then Kelly was in uh, the quarters, and that's pretty sure where she won the title, was that, Ew. no, he lost it there, he lost to Medina, so he must have been round... Four. Where's Kelly? Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. Wait, no. Oh, wait, that's round four. That's what they used to have different things then. So he won round three. Round, no, he won yeah. round four. He won 17 points. Yeah, against Medina. That's where he won, won the world title. Yes. So, yeah. Kelly winning the world title in San Francisco. How fun. Where'd he party at for that? We don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, there, it was just, yeah, and then uh, earlier that year, there was the, um, um, the, Rip, uh, the well, New York, Quicksilver Pro New York, and Owen Wright won that, and Kelly Slater was in the final that year, too, but obviously he won the world title, so he did probably a lot of finals that year and won some events. Yeah, in the quarters, he got a 10-point ride, a 9-point ride, and uh, I wish I could go back and watch these, it's the only thing, you can't re-watch these, uh, they don't have the video up. That's why I, I hope uh, WSL would uh, replay some of these so we can go back and see some of these uh, events um, from that year. It was really cool to put up the 1994, um, no, it's not 2004 Malibu uh, contest with the women. That was really cool. Uh, I totally forgot there was even an event um, at Malibu, a shortboarding event. That was awesome. Um, I totally Malibu is such a shortboarding wave. If if you if you can get out there on a shortboard and catch a wave, I mean it's perfect for longboards, but you could just rip it up on a shortboard. It'd be so much fun. Um, so when is California gonna have surfing live again? That's not at the ranch. That's what I want to see. Anyway, so yeah, there's been a few um, events lately. The Tweed contest uh, up in um, you know over sorry over in Australia. Which was fun. It was nice to see actually a uh, surfing contest in the ocean again. But it's just not the same. It's not, it's not the same seeing the CT. I feel like there's nothing aligning of these contests. It's just not. It's not like the tour. Like the tour. It's like oh, each event counts, especially this time of year. Like man, if this guy doesn't start winning, he's gonna be off the tour. Oh, this is where you're getting close to the world title this this time of year. Because right now we'd be over in France or Portugal right now watching the events and uh, yeah. It's, oh no! Actually, would it trestles would it just wrapped up? I was I was looking at, and if if this was 2011, um, which means the surf French probably would have been wrapping up recently, and then we'd be over in France right now. Yes, coming into October. Yeah, France and uh, Portugal, which really things are narrowing down. So the top five, six, even top ten guys really have it, or you know, really really important. But we'll see. Um, uh, what's going to happen next year with the. The, this, the way it's all going to work out. I think a lot of us are still kind of confused how this format is going to work and it's even going to happen. And, you know, is everybody really even going to make it to the event in Hawaii when they, if they, even if they do have it, which I'm hoping they do. 
So I'm sure, yeah, if you're on the CT, you're going to get, I got to make it a pipe. You know, I'm going to get there. And, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's kind of, I think we're all just kind of just like, well, 2020, fucking crazy year. Let's just see what happens. They don't think anything's predictable at this point, or you can't count anything. And uh, speaking of traveling, I think you've ever seen uh, Slater and Strider over in Bali. F those guys, man. Traveling over there, rubbing it in our faces. We all want to be over there too, you know, surfing empty Bali. It's like surfing Bali with hardly anybody out. All they're having the time of their lives. Uh, I gotta say, you know, thanks, Strider, you know, rubbing it in. But it is nice to see that you're doing it. And it's like, all right, look, makes you want to do it. Makes you want to go. All right, let's figure this out. It's, I want to find a way to travel. I want. I want to get back out there again. And maybe it's just going down to Costa Rica or Mexico as soon as I can. And that's if, yeah, you know. It's, but I. I do have to say I've been pushing myself to surf uh, more in California, driving down to Trestles more, or other parts of Orange County, or up in LA, or Ventura. So it's um, you know, this has definitely been a chance to explore home, which is cool too. Which is lots of lots of great surf here it's just it's just something fun to be when you're in bali it's oh my god you know it's so exotic and the warm water and uh, the waves just look so good so but anyways this was this podcast was about 2011 uh year and uh still my opinion one of my favorite years of the tours because there were so so many different um variables to tour like being in new york city and rio and san francisco all in the same year and then also having all the classics on the event too, you know, the J Bay and you know Tahiti and Pipe and just you know, it's also interesting when you have a winner um, before we get the pipe. Uh, it kind of changes things. Like the pressure of the world title and not being a pipe uh, is a little different as well. I think you know you're more focused like, all right, well let's just win the triple crown, which makes it more. I like that. It's like, all right, let's focus on the triple crown now, not the world title. Let's focus on pipe and being a pipe master and not the world title. And uh, it's something else to look forward to. Like that's why it's fun having the triple crown and pipe at the end because it's one more thing to look forward to, especially if there's been a, a champion crowned already. But I guess with the new format, it's not going to matter because they're going to have this that one-off event for the world title. So having it at the beginning. I guess the focus will be on the triple crown and pipe masters only so it, it, i guess that does work now that i talked it through and figured it out but it's out of the way and i'm looking forward to it. it's like one of those things you want to build up towards all year it's like all right let's just get the fun thing out of the way already now we're just going to do the tour and the grind instead of having the grind build up build up build up, build up bam at the end there and uh see if it works see how it goes i just think you know they're just trying to do anything they can to make money and bring the tour back. And I think the 2011 year made money because doing it in those cities probably bought a lot more advertisement and money in, and you got more people to the venue, to the, to the beaches to see the event, tune in. And you just got more people. I think you got more people pumped on surfing, too. I got to say that the amount of people that were surfing in San Francisco after the event like literally tripled. Like, I remember I paddled out. And there was like a group of hardcore surfer guys and maybe a few other beginners that were out there. And then after that, it's like all these fucking people were out there. And mostly these fucking techie douchebag nerds who just had a lot of money 
didn't really know much about surfing or like oh yeah bro i'm gonna surf man go out and buy a brand new fucking expensive almeric because like that's the name you want to get and they get a fucking new wetsuit and, and then they get out there and just bob and it's like fine you're gonna bob i'm just gonna drop in on you because i know you're not gonna go for this wave and if you do what are you gonna do um you're gonna be like oh man i'm you know, miss the wave. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna take that wave from you. I mean, so it just, but it's like it's annoying. You got guys out there who don't know the rules and they drop in on you, and they don't do anything. If you're gonna drop in on me, do something. That's the way I say it. Drop in on me. I wanna, I wanna show. I wanna be behind you, and I wanna see you launch an air in front of me, or do the sickest cutback, and or you know. Just steal my barrel Ooh, I might get mad about that but I've seen that happen in Hawaii too <laughs> you're like shit anyways um, so what else they said the tweet event happened and then we had um, the ranch which I think I've already talked about which was the most lame ass shit ever and then we had uh, the Rio contest I didn't even catch any of that at all don't know why uh, and then there was um Oh, what's going on? Oh, over oh, on the West Coast. I missed that event, too. Um, but I'm going to go back and watch it um, with Jack Robinson. That was sick. I haven't heard. Uh, I think they got some epic, epic sur- uh, surf out there. I think uh, Stab did a great job f- uh, putting it on for my friends I spoke to. So shout out to Stab for doing something right. Maybe Stab should be in charge of the Pro Tour. But, hey, that's a whole other subject. I, I-, I think there should be... A collaboration of people helping out with the WSL, not just WSL uh, as a business. I don't think it's working. Um, and I'm, but anyways, I'm not in charge. I'm a fan. I listen. I talk shit about it. I don't know what goes on behind the closed doors where, um, you know, Eric Logan is, you know, doing who knows what with who knows who, you know. So that's their business. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh anyways well hey, look i had to record this podcast about four times because some issues i had so sorry if i repeated myself somewhere um kind of forget what i talked about over and over again uh but hey, thanks for listening uh this was a just a revisit 2011 go back if you go on wsl you can go on there you can check out the um they do have all the scores up of, of the event for 2000 rip curl event 2011 um, might be able to find pictures somewhere, but obviously I'm going to put pictures on my website, surfchaospodcast.com. I'm going to put up uh, as many pictures as I can from that event. Um, you'll be able to find this podcast on there as well as on Spotify and Apple podcast. Uh, once I get it uploaded, I'll throw it on Instagram, some links and let's see what other yeah so yeah just that, that event i'll have up there for sure and uh yeah if you uh if you're on there and you want to you know talk about it leave some comments please i, I want it some more you know if anybody else was at the event I'd love to hear from you um oh yeah if, I mean, there was a uh, dusty Payne was surfing and i remember he thought he saw a shark and they call the event off for like an hour and then they go, oh, there's no shark. And I knew there wasn't a shark. I was like, this guy's just tripping out his head because he's like, oh, I'm in San Francisco. There's known to be sharks up here. And he probably saw a dolphin. Which I used to see dolphins all the time and freaked out. And, you know. But they, I think that everybody knew, like, there's no shark. Let's just give it a little bit. All right, game on. There's no shark. And that's what happened. And um, 
yeah that was the only thing I remember happening at the event that was a little different there was um, yeah you know it was, it was you know the crowd was the crowd built up as things went on I think people did want to come out and see Slater and I think they knew when the world title was even people who didn't surf was like oh wait something's going on oh Slater let's go see him surf and yeah it's fun to be part of that event and see it and then um yeah okay that's it so hey thanks for listening and um i'll be back soon bye for now